BP added more than $70 billion to the U.S. economy in 2022 by making investments from coast to coast. Investments like building charging hubs for fleets of electric buses in California and starting up new infrastructure in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. The following podcast is a Dear Media production. I've got visions in my head. People tell me that I'm crazy. I tell them that's exactly it. I've got reasons for my absence. People tell me that I'll burn out. I tell them I'm not like. Hello, everyone. Welcome to the podcast. It is your host, Kenzie. It's just me today, actually. We're going to be recording a solo episode all about reading. This is my favorite topic in the world. I can talk about this for hours. The second I see someone around me is a reader and they talk about it or bring something up, like my eyes light up. It's all I want to talk about. It's like actually my favorite thing in the entire world. I will say I did grow up a little bit of a reader. I definitely grew up on Judy B. Jones and Nancy Drew, one time, a guy that I was seeing in college told me that that makes a lot of sense because I am a cross between those two personality-wise. And you know what? I actually, I'm going to take that because I'm going to take that as a compliment. He wasn't really the nicest person, but um, I'm going to take it as a compliment. I spent so much time in antique stores with my mom and grandma growing up. And we would go and I would grab every Nancy Drew book. They always had them like antique versions because, you know, obviously they're old. And I bought every single one of them. I read every single Nancy Drew book like at least twice. I'm wondering, you know what? It kind of makes me want to read Nancy Drew. I just got my niece Sophie. Um, actually, not just. It was for Christmas. A Junie B. Jones book. She's seven. I just got so into it. And then as I got older, fifth grade, I read Twilight, which feels like a really early age to read Twilight. You know, I'm thinking about it. Been listening to the Twilight Effect. It's Ashley Green, aka Alice, who's been going back and like recapping Twilight. And now that I'm saying that out loud, it definitely feels inappropriate. Anyways, uh, who cares? I loved Twilight growing up and I just, I've always loved reading. It's been something that really calms me down. I'm a very anxious person. And if I'm reading a lot, it helps me so much. In 2021, I read 103 books in one year, which is a lot to me. And I feel like that's a lot, but there are a lot of people who read like 350, 400, 500, to which I actually do have a question for you. And people ask me this all the time. Like when I say I read that many books, the first thing I know people think in their heads, at least, and sometimes I say it, sometimes I do, is, yeah, well, you don't have a job. So that makes sense. In which case, I actually have about seven jobs. Thank you very much. The real answer to the question, though, is that I just don't watch TV. Like, I'm not a huge TV person. It's very rare that I find a show that I'm into. Like, I love, like, One Tree Hill, Nashville, Friday Night Lights, like, that kind of vibe. It ends with us. But I'm just not a really big TV watcher. Like, I've never been someone who likes watching it at night to go to bed. But I love reading to go to bed. I 
really, I think in 2020 would be when I got back into fiction reading. When I was like super boring and really into like hustle culture, everything that I did at that point had to be something that was like quote unquote productive. So if I was reading, it had to be like personal development, self-help, business, things like that, which are great. I actually still love those books, but I stopped reading fiction pretty much altogether. I mean, I read a few here and there, which is really sad because it's like my favorite thing to do. And what I have realized from reading fiction is that it's actually made me learn so much more. And that might sound dumb because like a lot of these are romance novels. I do like thriller. I do like memoirs. I would say those are like my top three genres that I read, but I just learn so much, even about locations, cities, people, dynamics. Like I actually do learn a lot from fiction. Not that that's what it's about. Not that reading my fiction books is about like bettering myself and that stuff. No, this is my hobby. This is something that I love, something that I enjoy, something that like really just lights me up inside, you know? But we're going to get into all the questions because the most probably top, I would say 20 most frequently asked questions I get from all of you guys is honestly, they're all reading related. So I'm going to be answering a ton of those questions, getting into reading. Like if you are an avid reader and you read more than me, awesome. You'll love this episode. If you have not read a book in your entire life, maybe this will be the start. Like if you want to become a reader, I might be able to persuade you guys today. Okay. But before we get into this, I did want to remind you guys that this Saturday, um, the 11th, we are having a pop-up in Dallas, Texas at Genova Active and Bishop Arts. It's a little sip and shop. So if you guys want to go have some drinks with me and then also shop the Breadwinning Housewife Summer Collection early. You can do that this weekend. For everyone else, the Breadwinning Housewife Summer Collection launches a week from today, which is so exciting. Also on June 20th, I have my first live show at City Winery in New York City. So if you guys are in New York, all of my best friends from Dallas are coming. All of my best influencer friends in New York will be there. Margot is obviously the guest. Dom will be there. It's going to be so much fun. I'm so excited. Also, complete side note, but like Charleston has really been calling my name. There's something about the city that I just think I would really like. And then all of a sudden I'm on Charleston TikTok. And I think that's what really did me over. And listen, like my friends are not really interested in going with me. I think we already have enough trips planned. I don't necessarily think it's personal. At least that's like what I'm telling myself. But I do want to go to Charleston. So if any of you guys know anything about Charleston, you're from there, please let me know. Like, do you think I would like it there? Because I, I do think I would. So anyways, we've already gone into like my little reading background. Oh, actually, before I forget, I do want to do a Kindle giveaway. So I'm giving away a Kindle Paperwhite to one of you guys who follows Kenzie Elizabeth, IOYSM Podcast, and KE Book Club on Instagram. And then comment a heart on one of my photos, like the most recent photos. And then a week from today, I will message one of you guys, send you a Kindle, and then we can all be Kindle friends, okay? The KE Book Club Instagram is new. I've recently become a bookstagrammer, if you will. Actually, that is like literally the term. My friend Emily, aka Margo's friend, when we were at Stagecoach, she had an account and I was like, you know what? You gave me the final push that I needed. So I made one and I review every book that I write on there. If you guys ever need like book recs or anything like that, definitely go follow. Okay, so I'm going to go into a little bit of my reading routine first and how I read so much. So like I mentioned, I'm just not a huge like TV watcher. And that's mainly because I feel like I have to be doing something at all times. 
And so if I'm laying on my couch watching TV, I will grab my laptop and start working. That's why I love reading and cooking so much. I've said this before, but my hands are busy. So I can't like go answer an email or edit a video or something like that. I'm just also never been a huge TV watcher. Like I don't really want to sit and like watch something for hours. Honestly, I just don't have the attention span for it. I think it comes from growing up on YouTube and like watching vlogs and stuff. I do watch YouTube, I will say, but I'm just not a huge TV watcher. So I feel like the average person watches like at least a show a night. So if you just replace that with reading, like anyone would read as much as I do, probably it's really not that impressive. It's just the fact that like, I don't really watch TV. So that's why really for no other reason other than I have a broken attention span, which is odd because I can pay attention when I'm reading books, but I can't pay attention when I'm watching TV. I don't really know what that is. So that's how I read so much. I read 103 books last year. And then in 2020, I didn't actually track them. I think when I went back to look, I had read like 60. And then this year, my goal is 60. I know that I read more than 60 in 2020, but it obviously is not like correct on Goodreads. Oh, another thing I wanted to mention. So I got back into reading in 2020. I read Jessica Simpson's memoir, which was incredible, Chef's Kiss. And then I read The Last Mrs. Parrish. And that's the book that kind of like was the domino effect. What am I trying to say? Domino? The tip of the iceberg. One of those things. It basically kicked off my fiction reading journey again. It was during the pandemic. And then when I was going through a breakup, this is such a good life hack for anyone who's going through a breakup because I truly believe it saved me. So you know, at night when you're sitting there and you're overthinking everything and you're just sad and confused and you know miserable, I would just read instead because you can't overthink when you're reading and it would really distract me. I read five books in five days. Also, this was the peak of the pandemic. Keep that in mind. Then I got really into it. All of them were bangers too, but it really helped me a lot because nothing, not in a way that I was like not dealing with my emotions, but more so like when you're spiraling and thinking, nothing helpful or healthy comes from that. So throughout my life, like growing up, if I was going through a harder time, I would always like something about it. I would always reach for a book and just get back into reading because it's like my comfort thing, but it really did help going through a breakup because I wasn't able to just sit there and overthink that, like think everything all the time. But it's also helped me if you guys have read The Defining Decade, which has really conflicting reviews. I liked it, but what I liked the most about it was identity capital. And it's the idea that you find different interests and different hobbies. And each one of those is identity capital. So when you don't know who you are and you don't know what you're doing, just find things that you like and start doing those because then it kind of builds you into the person that you want to be. And I find that reading has been the most helpful to me. All right, y'all, I would like to introduce you to a clean skincare brand called Fleur B. Their line of 100% vegan and cruelty-free skincare products are packed with nourishing, effective botanicals, and you won't find any nasty ingredients like parabens, sulfates, or artificial fragrances in any of their products. Fleur and Bee encourages you to take a moment every day to treat yourself with the best nature has to offer. Their products are carefully formulated to give you healthier, happier skin so you can look and feel your best. Fleur and Bee is also conscious of the environment and all of their products are made using renewable wind energy and 100% post-consumer waste packaging boxes. Another reason I love them is that they give back 1% of every sale to a charity called Days for Girls, which provides menstrual care and education to girls in need. So they are the full package. With Fleur and Bee, you can get ethically made, clean skincare that won't break the bank. All of their products are affordably priced at under $40. 
To check out their product line, just head to fleurandbee.com. That's F-L-E-U-R-A-N-D-B-E-E.com. To sweeten the deal, you can use code I love you and get 20% off. Just head over to fleurandbee.com. That's F-L-E-U-R-A-N-D-B-E-E.com and place your order now. And if you happen to live near a Rite Aid, you can pick up Fleur and Bee products there as well. I recommend starting with the starter set. It's a three-step skincare routine that is only $50. Comes with a cleanser, moisturizer, and eye cream. Literally everything you need for glowy and hydrating skin. Hello, everyone. I'm Rod, the internet's coworker, and I'm very excited for you to listen to my podcast, Millennial Made. Listen to me and my guests on your commute to work before you have to interact with your 23-year-old coworker or 16-year-old nephew as I translate the millennial experience, discuss internet culture, recap current events, and throw us back to our MySpace era with some nostalgia. Catch me right here on Dear Media or also on YouTube to watch as well. I also learn so much reading fiction whereas before I like I said I always felt like I had to be reading nonfiction in order to like be productive or whatever but I've just learned so much about like dynamics locations people like yes they're fiction novels but like I don't know I, I actually do learn a lot not that that's what that's about but yeah I don't know it I just I love it okay it's very good for you it's also incredible for anxiety it's really like the most calming thing. It's also, I, I really live by the idea that I might let shared and it's like confidence is built by making promises to yourself and keeping them. So I really value like not only my alone time, but like having hobbies and things that I do on my own because that builds a lot of confidence because I'm building a better relationship with myself. So when I make a challenge, like reading a hundred books in a year, that helps my confidence because I know that I can trust myself because obviously confidence is trust. So that also helps. And the last thing that I will say is that some like professional meditators out there have told me that reading is a meditation. And you know, don't quote me on that because I don't actually know if that's true. But I will say I feel so calm and so grounded reading. It's like the best thing ever. So yeah, I mean, it's literally, I can't even imagine my life without reading. And I actually can tell like a significant difference, especially because this year my reading goal is only 60. And I think I'm at like 23 or 24, but I was reading a lot less. Like I was four books behind schedule, like as of last week. And I've read so much in the past six days. I've read like four or five books, but I, I was also traveling at that point. So like I had a lot of time on the planes, but I noticed a very distinct difference in myself when I'm reading a lot. I feel like I'm more calm. I'm more grounded. I'm a lot less anxious versus when I'm not reading and I'm kind of, I don't know, but there's something about it. So that's why I do believe the meditation part of that, because I don't think that reading necessarily would give me that, but I do think meditation would give me that. Okay. Going into my reading routine of how I read so much. So I'm really not like a daytime reader. It's very rare that you'll find me reading in the middle of the day. I read every single night before bed though. In the past two years, I honestly never miss it. I bring my Kindle with me everywhere I go. Even when I get back from the bars, like I had to be really drunk to not read. But like even when I get back from the bars at 2 a.m. and I'm tipsy, I read before bed. Like I always do it. I have my red lights on. Like actually, let me take you through it. Okay. I shower. I get ready for bed. I do my skincare. I put on my matching pajama set. That's very important. I get into bed. I have, of course, a beautiful mattress pad. I also have a weighted blanket that's cooling. I think it's from Luna. 
and that's incredible. So like my bed situation is amazing. I have like color changing light bulbs. So I put them on red. So I have like some red light therapy going on. I put on my fireplace on my like smart TV. It's really small or the art TV, not smart TV. Some people might think it's tacky. I don't care. It's very cozy. It has some like crackling noise in the background. Sometimes, oh, I do have my hatch restore alarm clock, which honestly is like not been plugged in lately, but I do love that. And I have a whole like nighttime routine on there. And then I get my Kindle out and I read and I will read normally at least an hour a night. Sometimes it's like three or four. In the past week, I've been reading like three or four hours a night. And that's how I've been reading so many books. So Sunday through Wednesday, I read every single night for a few hours. I am a very social person. So I'm normally out Thursday through Saturday, like 24 seven with my friends. And then like Sunday normally, but like Monday through Wednesday, I really, really try to stay home. I just need those nights to recharge. I'm actually kind of introverted, which is weird because I'm very outgoing, which is obviously not the same thing, but I think like people just like wouldn't expect that. So I need those nights where I'm at home by myself, just like spending time alone. And that's when I read, I will literally get in bed at 8 p.m. to read. Like that is my most ideal night is cooking dinner at six and getting ready and winding down, going to bed at eight, sleeping by 11. And that's how I read so much. So back to my reading routine. And this is another reason why the Kindle is so helpful. And listen, what I'm about to say is very annoying and I sound so stupid, but I'm telling you, it has made the biggest difference with reading. So when I turn my phone over at night, like I get my Kindle out and I turn my phone like screen down, it's on my nightstand, but like you, I can't see it at all. It's just my alarm clock for the next day. I don't get back on my phone for the rest of the night. I also don't want to have to get on any technology again for the rest of the night. I don't want to have to get up and turn the light off. I don't want to have to do any of that. Like I am in bed and I don't have to move, right? When I was reading physical books, I obviously had to like have the lamps on, have the lights on. Like, and then eventually I would think, oh, I'm getting tired. I want to turn these off and then just like go to bed. Right. But because I had the book, I would end up stopping reading because I couldn't just read until I fell asleep because like, obviously I can go to the Kindle and I couldn't do that with the book. The other thing with the Kindle is that you can lay on your side fully, like really comfortably. And you can't really do that with a book. But basically the two biggest pros to me are I can read until the very end of the night. And then also I can lay on my side and it doesn't make a difference. So I cannot recommend a Kindle enough to something about the percentages makes me read so much. Something about just having a device solely for reading. Like I would not recommend. I mean, I did read on my iPad for a while and that was fine. But again, I work a lot on my iPad. So having a device solely for reading is helpful. Also, it makes you excited to read. Books are cheaper. You can also rent them through like apps and stuff like library apps. I do pay for my books on Kindle and I do have Kindle Unlimited. I get that question a lot. I don't mind at all spending money on reading though. Like there's worse things that I could be spending money on and like it's honestly relatively inexpensive. Again, because a lot of the books are on Kindle Unlimited. If you don't know what Kindle Unlimited is, it's $10 a month and you can get any book on um, Kindle Unlimited to read. A lot of Colleen Hoover's on there. They actually do have a pretty good selection and I kind of go between that and then just buying on Kindle. But again, most books are pretty cheap there, like six to seven. At most, I would say like $13. But because it's like a very healthy activity for myself, I don't mind spending money on it. Same with like gym, like fitness, health, stuff like that. Like I don't really mind it. So anyways, I will sit there and I read and I read for basically a couple hours a night. I, in the past week, have finished 
I think like three or four books in 24 hours, actually five books, all of which I finished in a 24 hour span. It was also Memorial Day weekend. So like not much going on. I didn't do anything. I got back to Montana and I read on the plane and that was that. But that is how I read so much. I don't watch TV Monday through Wednesday. I really stay at home and I am in bed reading. Sometimes if I'm lucky, even by seven and I read for hours at a time. Also, I am a pretty fast reader, clearly, but I just read faster on a Kindle, like something about picking up a physical book. I just don't, I don't read that fast. And also to all my Kindle haters who are like, oh my God, I want to fill the physical book. Like the Kindle screen doesn't feel like a screen. It really does feel like a page and you just read so much more in a Kindle. It is so worth it in my opinion. Between an Oasis and a Paperwhite, I mean, it doesn't really matter. I have the Oasis just because I read so much. I've gifted the Paperwhite to like, probably six or seven friends and family members. I mean, they all love it. I think it just depends on if you want to have a button to change a page or if you want to like tap the screen and change a page. I really don't think it matters. And obviously the Oasis is a lot more expensive. I do think the screen quality is nicer on the Oasis for sure. But again, like it's, it really doesn't matter. Like I would probably recommend the paper wipe. We have probably all dealt with burnout at this point in our lives. I am constantly, I feel like, trying to be proactive to fight against burnout. And the way, two ways that I do that actually. One, reading, as we're talking about in this episode. And then two, something that I've done most of my life that has been the most effective is therapy. I'm very, very open. I go to therapy every single Thursday at one. It's very helpful. It's something that like I really, truly couldn't live without. And that is why I am so grateful that we have our sponsor, BetterHelp. BetterHelp is customized online therapy that offers video, phone, and even live chat sessions with your therapist. So you don't have to see anyone on camera if you don't want to. I know therapy can be a little bit overwhelming, but with BetterHelp, you don't even have to leave your house. And if you don't want to see someone on the screen, you can turn off your camera. You can do it over the phone, even like a live chat session, guys. That's incredible. It is also much more affordable than in-person therapy. And you can be matched with a therapist in under 48 hours. Life can be so overwhelming and so many of us are burned out without even knowing it. Symptoms of burnout include lack of motivation, irritability, fatigue, and more. So we associate burnout with work, but that's really not the only cause. Any of our roles in life can lead to us feeling burned out. Like sometimes I'm just emotionally burned out. And BetterHelp Online Therapy wants to remind you to prioritize yourself. So talking with someone can help you figure out what is even causing stress in your life. I am someone who has a hard time identifying where my emotions are coming from. And therapy has actually been the only way that I figured this out because I've been able to talk it through with someone who's unbiased. It's just so helpful. And the best part is that our listeners get 10% off their first month at betterhelp.com slash Kenzie. That's betterhelp.com slash Kenzie. Now we're going to go into answering some of y'all's questions. How do you get out of a reading slump or how would you if you personally don't have that issue? So honestly, up until the past week, I think most of 2022 has been a reading slump for me. Like all of the books that I was reading in 2020 and 2021, like they were all of the like bangers in the past few years that everyone's loved. Like obviously The Last of Us Parish, Seven Husbands of Evelyn Hugo, It Ends With Us, like all of those books that are now like book talk books, but this is back before they were like popular on book talk. I like sound so annoying. I don't mean it like that. It was like more of an Instagram thing at the time. But anyways, I felt like I had read all the really popular ones. And then I had obviously like gone off and found books that 
we're not on there. Like, obviously I have to like find some of my own. But yeah, I feel like this year, like none of the books that I picked out were hitting and I was not reading as much. I was behind four books on my reading goal on Goodreads this year up until today when I read, I literally read five books in the past week to catch up. And also I was just finding really good bangers, but it's annoying, but you really just have to find the right book to get out of a slump. And I have on my Instagram, if you just scroll down, I do have screenshots of like notes app stuff. And I have a list of books to read if you are in a reading slump. So I think that helps. For me though, I always say discipline over motivation, even when it comes to my hobbies. And if I just keep reading and I stay in the routine of it, it does eventually end up with me getting back into it. So yeah, I don't know. I think honestly, you just have to find the right book. And I do have a list on my Instagram. How do you balance reading fiction versus nonfiction? So I read fiction mainly. I did go, I mean, actually I've read a lot of nonfiction this year, but for the most part at night, I will read fiction. And then in the morning, which is the only other time I read, if I'm back on my like early morning routine, I wake up, I journal, I have coffee and I read. I always read nonfiction pretty much in the morning. So that's how I do that. I'm actually about to start at my let's newest book. And I finished my nonfiction one last night. How do you pick the books you read? So a lot of my books come from recommendations from other people or I love going on Goodreads. Like I will be in bed and it's like one of my favorite feelings in the world. I love being on Goodreads and finding other books. I also always add to my like TBR list on Goodreads. So I have some queued up because sometimes like I want to read a book, but I'm not in the mood for a thriller or I'm not in the mood for a romance book. So I have to wait. And then sometimes when I find a book that I like, I will go and read the author, like every other book that the author has written. That's another way that I do it. I love series because it makes it easy for that reason alone. Sometimes if Goodreads isn't hitting it, I'll go to Amazon, type the book in and then go to like books that are related to that. Mainly it's like recommendations though. And then I'll just add to like my TBR list. A lot of like Goodreads and you know, like your Kindle will make list of books that you would probably like. And then also if I see someone post on stories, like a good book that they read, I'll screenshot it and then go back to that later. So it's kind of all over the place, but I'm thinking about it honestly pretty much a lot. And I talk about it a lot. So I'm constantly doing that and then um, finding suggestions. Also following like bookstagram accounts is really helpful. You guys can follow KE Book Club. Don't forget. Okay, how to make time in a busy schedule to read. So like people, again, don't think I have a job and don't think I have, think that I have all the time in the world to read. I'm actually very busy. I travel all the time and I work all the time. Reading is just something that's very important to me and it makes me really, really calm and it gets rid of so much anxiety. Whereas like if I'm at night, again, I'm not a big TV person, but if I'm watching TV at night, I will get more anxious. And if I'm reading at night, I will calm down. So it's something that I really have just made like the number one non-negotiable in my routine, like over working out. It's really reading and then working out. But again, I read every night before bed. Sometimes it really is only 20 minutes if I'm like exhausted. It's rare. But yeah, I just read every single night. How much would you say you read per day to reach your yearly goal? I would say I would, I read probably about 30% of a book every night, somewhere around there. Sometimes it'll be the whole book in one night which has helped tremendously with the goal. Like I said, the past week, I've read way more than normal and I've read a book a night. So sometimes I'll have that and it'll be shorter and I'll just get through it really quick. But mainly I would say like 30% a day. 
how did you start a successful book club? I did not. We're not even doing it right now. We're doing like other things. My friends, half of them weren't even reading the books and we were coming over and like they were just drinking wine. So I, I wouldn't say I started a successful one, but it was really cute and fun. And we do other things now, but like we're not reading because not all of them read. I do have a few friends that I like send book recs and stuff to. Obviously Margot, obviously Lauren Elizabeth. And then one of my friends, Tess, we read pretty similar books. You just find people who have similar interests too. And then you give each other recs. How do you read books in literally one sitting? Again, you have to get the vibe right. I'm in bed, I'm comfortable, I'm reading and then I get hooked and then I just don't stop. Like, I know that normally people would be like, oh my God, I'm so tired. Like, how do you do that? I don't wait until I'm tired to get into bed and then read. I get into bed and read and eventually I become tired for the most part. I will say though, recently the books have been so good that it's been keeping me up. And now my sleep schedule is like a little bit messed up. I've been staying up until like midnight or one or two, which is not me at all on the weekdays at least. But yeah, I think it's just, it's cultivating a vibe, okay? Okay, everyone is asking for my top 10 favorite books and I I can't do that. I, I'll just give you a few off the top of my head and then I'm gonna go through some of the books that I've read recently, just a few of them in 2022 because I feel like I haven't talked about those as much. I'm basic. I love Colleen Hoover. It Ends With Us is like one of my favorite books ever. Seven Husbands of Evelyn Hugo. If you are trying to get into reading, read that book. It's by Taylor Jenkins Reid. She's absolutely incredible. That book is, I mean, that's in my top three by far. Beatry by Emily Henry. I loved. Verity is great. My favorite thriller of all time is Little Secrets by Jennifer Hillier. It's a very unique thriller. She's actually my favorite thriller author by far. All of her books are based in the Pacific Northwest. Even The Butcher is really good, which is like totally not. I got asked a question like, what's a book that you would never like? This is not your vibe, but you loved The Butcher. Honestly, you'll see the cover and understand why and even just like what it's about. But I love Jennifer Hillier so much that I knew I would love it. Read it. Incredible. Also, The Silent Patient. So good. Before We Were Strangers by Renee Carlino. A really good romance book. That's actually the book that got me into romance novels to begin with. I think some authors to start with. Christina Lauren, Colleen Hoover, Renee Carlino, Taylor Jenkins Reid, Laura Dave, Liv Constantine, Elin Hildebrand. I got a lot of questions for like books to read on vacation. I mean, she's the queen of beach reads. You have to read Elin Hildebrand. Like that's really the only option that you have. I obviously read Run, Rose, Run by Dolly Parton and James Patterson. Absolutely loved it. Oh, Tessa Bailey, obviously. Oh, I loved Reminders of Him by Colleen Hoover too. I'm just like really going on a tangent at this point. It Happened One Summer by Tessa Bailey is like the steamiest book ever. It's like basically a porno, like I'm not kidding, but it's really good. And then Hook, Line and Sinker is the sequel. I liked that one, but like it, ended, or it Happened One Summer is like a classic at this point. Chances are, if you guys follow me on either Instagram or you watch my vlogs, you will have seen my rooftop. And I am obsessed with cultivating the right vibe on my rooftop, whether that be like the furniture up there, having the cute outfits, the cute swimsuits, the cute pool towels, the sunscreen, the speakers, like everything about it, I'm obsessed with, right? So if you guys are blocking off your schedule for some laying in the sun, as you definitely should, Macy's has the essentials you need 
to master the art of the poolside lounge. They've got summer must-haves like tropical print flowy skirts and top sets, cut-out bathing suits and jelly sandals to match. And don't forget to pick up the fun and the sun essentials like sunscreen, towels, pool floats, and so much more. Plus, from June 7th to June 13th, receive up to an extra 30% off of your favorite brands and 15% off of all of your summer beauty essentials. And keep it all effortless with Macy's personal stylist who will help you put your look together either in-store or from the comfort of your own home. Best of all, it is totally free. So head on over to macy's.com slash personal stylist to book your appointment today. Again, that is macy's.com slash personal stylist. Someone asked when you were in school, did you still read as frequently? No, I didn't. And I wasn't fully in charge of my own schedule at that point. But with that being said, still, I wish I would have. I mean, I did read, but I didn't read as much as I do now. Oh, it's also incredibly important to point out that I'm single and I don't have kids. So that's another thing. When I was in college, I had a boyfriend. So I feel like that took up a lot of my time. But even since then, like reading, like dating since, like guys that I have dated since that relationship, I just read as they watch shows. So like, I don't think that that will change, honestly. I mean, I know that it will change, but I'm going to be fighting against it, you know? At this point, I'm like afraid of dating for a multitude of reasons, but also because it's going to cut into my reading time and that is not going to be good for me. Someone asked, do your reads differ by season? Definitely like in the wintertime, I I want to read more like cozy, like snowy Christmas time kind of books. And in the summer, I'll read more like Elin Hildebrand, like lighter, more romance novels kind of thing. I'm currently on a romance kick, but this is not always the case. I feel like I get hooked. Like earlier this year, I was hooked on nonfiction. So I kept reading a bunch of nonfiction. I'm five books in on the romance like wave and I still am not tired of them. But I go through waves of books like 2020 was largely thrillers and 2021 still to this day. I love a good thriller. It definitely differs per season. And then I also go through waves. Okay, books you thought you love but did not. And then I get a lot of questions of like overhyped books. Guys, I know that this is going to sound annoying and I'm going to get shit on because I like Colin Hoover and I'm saying this, but like I did not like where the crowd had sing. Like I, it was not my vibe. It was not my favorite. It wasn't my thing like to each their own. And maybe if I read it when I was in a different mood, I would have liked it better. But I just didn't love it. Someone asked, when do you give up on a book if you're not feeling it? So another thing that is great about the Kindle is that you can get this sample, which is typically the first 10% of the book for free. So I read, I always get the sample, see if I like it. And then I buy it. If I do, if not, I just like go back to the drawing board. Sometimes I'm like, I don't know. I'm going to buy it and see. And typically if I'm like hating it by 30%, I just won't finish it. It's very, very rare that I won't finish it. And then also because I have a reading goal, it makes me want to finish it because I already spent like a night or two on a book. So I'm like, I might as well finish it because I do need to hit my reading goal, which like, you know, might not be everyone's like thing and they might think that's annoying, but you know, whatever, that's what I do. But I would say typically it rarely happens because of the sample thing. And then also if it's 30% and I'm like hating my life, that's when I stop. Another question again, how do you schedule it in your hectic lifestyle? I also travel a lot and I read on planes. That's another thing. But when we were at Stagecoach with Emily and we were at the house, like she doesn't pick up her phone. She picks up her her book, like her Kindle and reads all the time, which was also a good thing. I thought that was cool. But we spent so much time scrolling on our phones and watching TV that like if we just 
substituted half of that, like supplemented it with reading, you would read a lot more. Someone said a book you didn't expect to like, but did. So I have two series for this and you guys have to just like, let me live. Okay. The first one being the simple wild series. The first one being the wild series. Um, the first book is the simple wild by K.A. Tucker. I, I mean like one, the covers are so cheesy. And I will say like, I said this on TikTok the other day, both country music and books need a rebrand because the covers that they're choosing for both books and albums, it's outrageous. Like this is horrible. I don't know who is approving them and who is passing them, but like they're so cheesy. And then everyone just like makes funny when I post it. Like my friends, like you read the cheesiest books, but they're not that cheesy. It's just the fact that the covers are so bad. But anyways, back to what I was saying, the Simple Wild series, I loved it. There's actually four in the series. One of them's a novella, but oh my God, like I read all three of those in three days. And then also hear me out, hear me out. The Friend Zone series. Okay. Again, I literally want to, these covers are like not that and they're not, they're not bad. They're fine. But I mean, it's called the Friend Zone series. Like again, I'm going to get shit on by everyone that I know by Abby Jimenez, I think is her last name. And so good. I read all three of those in three days in December, which is like one of my busiest times work-wise. That is how you know I was so obsessed with them. And then she actually just came out with her fourth book. And that was Part of Your World, five stars. All four of her books that I have read, I've rated five stars. And I don't just like throw five stars out there. That's how much I love them. Like she's just incredible. All right, guys, I feel like I've answered so many questions. If you have any more questions or you need any more book recs on the KE Book Club Instagram, there are a ton of recs. And then also on Kenzie Elizabeth, I do more roundup posts. So all of our Instagram, I have book recs. And then just stay tuned on my stories because I am posting new books at least twice a week. I typically read two books a week. So yeah, I promise you there's more where this came from. I would love to have a book club podcast one day, just like throwing that out there. But yeah, I hope that you guys enjoyed this episode. I hope that you guys are also going to get into reading. It's just the best thing that I've ever done for myself. And I love the little community of readers that we've built and also just the like book community as a whole. It's so cool. And then once you like connect with someone over reading and books, you just have so much to talk about forever. Like I have friends that I'm really not that close with from all over, but we talk like daily because we're constantly sending each other book recs. It's a very wholesome thing. Yeah. Anyways, I hope you guys enjoyed this episode. Please let me know by giving it a nice rating and review. Your reviews mean the world. A nice little five star, if you will. Again, don't forget to follow Kenzie Elizabeth, IOYSM podcast and KE book club for a chance to win a Kindle. I will announce that next week. My New York City and Dallas girlies and guys, don't forget the live show and the pop-up. Anyways, I hope you guys enjoyed this episode. I love you guys so much and I will talk to you next week.